We got a beautiful one for you today. Oh, we got a we wonderful. Got a beautiful, some wonderful peoples we here got tonight. A wonderful peoples for you here today. <laughs> Inside James Brown joke. Let's get back to the show, though. I mean, yes, sir. And speaking of I mean, can I just start by introducing you oh, in a gosh. way that will fall short every time? This guy. We got another fantastic people for you. He goes by I mean, but we know him as the sun-kissed skin. Toaster strudel, magnificent, not today, Satan, or tomorrow, chief magistrate no. of the third quarter of Liberia, Zimbabwe, and Botswana, the magnificent, the irrefutable. Oh, man. I mean, the problem, the solution. No. Hudson. That was good. One time for the guy. Thank you, man. Thank you. My best friend and brother, it is an honor to do this show with you. Likewise, my brother. Likewise. Side Sidebar, I met Amin when I was 17 years old. Yeah, it has to be because I think I was 16. You were 16. We were at uh, a grocery store. Right. That we just got jobs at. Yes, it was brand new to the community. That's right. They, and they put that mug smack in the middle of the hood and Listerine was $12.99 a bottle. <laughs> That's why they they Yo, lasted they lasted all but two years. It was it was a grocery store mm -hmm. that is no longer here. Right, it doesn't exist. But everybody prophesied it from the opening. I remember. Remember there was a line walk. There was like a line wrapped around the opening block. Opening day, people, people trying said, to get into this. Mode. Opening day, people said, "You know, y'all gonna be closed in two years. That's right. right. We like, can't afford none of this nobody's stuff. Nobody's buying twelve dollar listerine. <laughs> I don't know if they need to close the gap, but it was higher there than it was like at the gas station. You know and what? the gas station I, is expensive. Right. And the gas station's listerine is probably aftershave and water in the bottle. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> What I'm saying is, yes. people don't know, me and KB were so tight at work that one day the supervisor sent us both home and then they stopped scheduling us that's on the right. schedule together. That's right, that's right. And they sent us home and said, I remember we were putting groceries back on the shelves. Yes. And what happened was, KB, I don't know if you remember this, uh -huh. KB was riding on a cart. You yes, know like when you're a little this. kid and you like, you know push the cart and then you just like coast on it, jump on it and coast. But so, in my defense, there were no customers right. in the store. Right, so KB was coasting. Because the food was so expensive. Right, so KB was coasting on a cart and then the supervisor saw him and I was walking behind him with my cart the proper way and she came and said, both of y'all clock out. And we both, she, <laughs> she, she said this both She home. did. She said, both of y'all clock, clock out. out. Go home. Clock out. Yeah. Oh, you know what? And she caught me in the uh, parking lot. She came up to me and she said, listen, you got a bright future. You gotta stay away from people that are gonna. <laughs> That's what worry. she told me. She told me to stay away from you, bro. Oh no! She did. No way. Yes. That I can't believe she said that. Yeah, she did. She did. She was wrong because I'm the one who led. I led the the foolishness, the malfeasance. Oh my gosh! But uh, at that grocery store, um, in fact, at orientation, man, I think before we even started working together, I got an opportunity to uh, share the gospel. What I mean, right? Um, we were using, uh, I was using Flame's album, Flame, mm -hmm. a Christian hip-hop artist who yep. just defeated Katy Perry in court. Another, oh, another episode coming soon. Anyways, but I was sharing Flame's lyrics with Amin and something, a light went on. Mm -hmm. And uh, he trusted Jesus very shortly after right. uh, we met. 
and we have been best friends ever since. Ever since, man. That's like that's been like 13 years. Yeah, that was God's sovereignty too, because when I met you at the time, God was already convicting me for my sin. I was right. trying to drive myself to church. Right. Didn't uh we're gonna have an episode about this, but I was yes. I was trying to drive myself to church. I just kind of gave up on Christianity. I was just white knuckling it, right. and uh, didn't know what to do. Didn't know what to do with my with myself. And then I met KB, and it was like God, you know, put him there at the right time. And yeah. it's been a rap ever since, man. Amen. Praise yeah. God. Praise God. God. Today, uh, we have some business to mm-hmm. attend to. Right. Uh, this is the business of the soul. Mm-hmm. Um, people are falling off. Yes. It feels like it's happening. It feels like right now it's usual. a trend. It feels yes. like right now we're in a season of people falling away from the that's faith. That's right. That's right. right. It could be like the 27 Club, where mm-hmm. it feels like artists uh, die at 27 like more than any ah. other. Uh, that actually isn't real. It just feels that <laughs> it way. It feels like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, not like something about being an artist in 27 and right. drugs. Mysticism. Uh, yeah, it's just a cultural phenomenon that doesn't really have any teeth to it in reality. But we are aware of it, though. And I don't know if it's like the 27 Club and it's not that more people are falling off, walking away from Jesus Mm -hmm. um, than in times past. Right. Uh, But it is certainly in our faces like never before. Right. I mean, mean, you cannot open uh, your Facebook without seeing people who you knew Mm -hmm. were on the same blocks preaching Jesus and the same Bible studies, same church services. Um... And are not anymore. Right. And are very vocal and open about what they believe now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's high pro- high profile folks who uh, who then leave a trail of confusion because all of us were looking at them like, yo. Right. I vicariously have been strengthened. By your ministry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how does that work? Yes, let's talk we about all, that. We always talk about, like, when we talk about people's Christianity, we do talk about, like, the, the, the concerts and the lights on Christianity, the cool speakers wearing the Fear of God jeans and the Viz Vims. But we also don't talk about those who love uh, the life of the mind yeah. and that there there is a type of even lights on Christianity that appeals to the intellectual aspect of somebody's yes. mind yes, in yes, which yes. now Jesus instead of him just being the concert guy Jesus has become the intellectual stimulator of my life yes, and yes. theology is nothing more than just intellectual stimulation because I'm an intellectual, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 so yeah. if you're a person that's a critical thinker, you you like reading, you like thinking through deep stuff, then theology is very attractive. Sure, sure. And it's awesome. Yeah. And I'm learning everything about the Apostles' Creed. I'm 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 learning everything. I'm reading the 1689 Baptist Confession. Right. I'm I'm PCA. I'm in the Westminster Shorter Catechism, Longer Catechism. I'm learning about the five points of Calvinism. All of these things, and I know many many people that that can that can flip theology up and down, and sure. they are not walking with Jesus anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Right? You um, don't need to walk with Jesus to do excellent theology. You don't need because you don't need to yeah. walk with Jesus to do excellent theology because th- it's it because intellectuality and understand. This is the thing: what saves you is not necessarily theology, as far as you as far as you just understanding it as an and intellectually assenting to it. Right? right? Um, there's a there that is that is not what saving faith is about. You can have great theology and not know anything about Jesus. All you need is time and uh, and some good commentaries sure. and some good books and the ability and some, and, to read and the ability to read and understand yes. and comprehend. Yeah. Uh, that's all you need to be able to have understand know and then rearticulate great theology. Right. But you cannot 
intellectualize your way into a heart that truly believes in God. Can't you can't it. think your way into, you You really cannot think your way into genuine faith. Right, That's right. not what happens. Right, it's right. a supernatural transformative work. Right, right. So I think that that just like we see that there's the, the lights on Christianity of concerts, there's also the lights on Christianity of the library. Sure. And, and I believe that we also have to be careful that understanding and knowing and articulating theology is not the same thing as knowing God. Right, absolutely. They're not the same thing. Absolutely, and, yeah. And, and so That's really good, uh, I, I mean. think that in the Reformed community, those, who, those of us who love theology, that's you know, I, I, I've already seen people in the community be like, well, you know, Joshua Harris, you know, he was already kind of floating. And they even made all of their all of their apostasy about theology. Sure. Which, yeah. which again, goes to show that we are the, the discardists. I think, therefore, I am. That's sure. not how it always works. Sure, sure, sure. It's not you think, therefore, you are. If that's the case, you can think yourself into a new person. It doesn't work like yeah, that. It does not. That's why in the, Christ, in, the life of, uh, in the life of us as Christians, there is a large gap a lot of the times between what we know and what we can articulate and what we actually do. Sure. Because you, it, it is not, I think, therefore, I am. Right, 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 right. <laughs> it right. is, I do, therefore, I am. That's right, that's so, right. So you can know all that. That's why Joshua Harris can say. And you say, do what you love. Right, and you do what you love, which James to. K. Smith talks yeah. about. That's why Joshua Harris can actually actually have the self-awareness to theologically break down where he is sure so because there's a disconnect between yes. what he knows and what he does yes that's right that's so right. i think that for all of the, those who love theology in the life of the mind that's what they have to be that's careful of that's a right very good is point. that is that you knowing theology will not keep you you studying more theology will not keep you you can know all of that stuff and your heart will not be any more closer to jesus than sure. it is for a person that cannot tell you anything about any kind of deep theological concepts what you need to really focus on is knowing jesus for real and theology is for living and if your theology is just for intellectual right, stimulation right. and it's not to transform and change your life sure then Yes, you're the, on a you are theology, on a great path to your theology, not meaning anything to your faith. Right, because we have no desire whatsoever to demonize theology. No, absolutely but the, the, not. The, the point is that what is theology for? Exactly. This is what Frame, John Frame, my favorite theologian, I love out of Orlando, RTS, shout out to Frame. Doctor Frame is big on this. You're not doing theology if it has no connection to the way you live your life. Exactly. It's not theology. That's not theology. How if you're is just it? living in an ivory tower and it yeah. doesn't make its way to your feet and on the ground. Sure, sure. Even for folks who are so anti-emotion, I don't understand how you can be study who, studying who God is and nothing is happening in your affections. Right. You see who he is and what he's done, what he's doing for you and in the world, for the universe. Especially if you're understanding it on a deep theological level. Yes. Shouldn't that make you want to shout hallelujah? Theology allows you to go deeper and deeper into the mind of Almighty God. If you get there and all it is is, huh, interesting. Mm. I love to huh. be interested. Can't wait to say that at the next Bible study and sure. impress my other theological friends with for, this knowledge. For, it's all this sort of this volleyball of mental stimulation right. and Jesus is nowhere near it mm -hmm. so theology for the purpose of living right. that is theology Theology's and by god's life. grace i hope that we do that kind of theology on this program yeah now the theology of falling away right so i could not agree more with i mean that yes there are ditches on both sides of this bad understanding of what christianity is on one side christianity is all conferences and cool moments mm -hmm. where miraculous things are happening. Right. And you don't see it as small, simple, special, and sometimes hard. Exactly. All right. Quick there's a quick antidote about that. I was at this church one day and I had a headache. <laughs> and uh I asked if uh they had some tedic, uh Tylenol. Right. Or ibuprofen. And uh it was the pastor's wife, she said to me, she was like, you know, why don't you see if Jesus will take care of it? 
Hmm. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm sure he will. He that's will why definitely I'm ask, that's take why I'm asking for the. So I, I I thought, you know what? She is right in one sense that we should pray because our God is a healer. Right. I believe that 100%. Yet, if you don't think that Jesus heals through Tylenol, then you are seeing the supernatural and the natural as two bifurcated uh, bi- bifurcated realities right. that is not working well with how the Bible talks about the universe. Right. Miracles mm, good. and mundane that's good. go together. Right. That there is not anything on this planet that has not come from out of the mouth of God. Yes. If you are forming things from the dirt, who put the dirt there? Right. Who spoke into an existence? Who in Colossians 1? Is holding it together. Why does this computer remain a computer in front of me and not somehow break the laws of physics and turn into a giraffe? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What are we basing every flight that we get on? Right. What are we banking on is going to happen every single time we take off? Mm-hmm. That God's word stands. And everything that we ingest has come from his hand directly or indirectly. It's up to you if you're going to give glory to him for it. Mm. Miracles make it easier for us to give God glory. Right. When arms are growing back. Right. All right. When we say, oh, we paid off our $15 million building in one Sunday. Hallelujah. That Those are e- that's low-hanging fruit. I get it. Praise God for that. All right. 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 When I say low-hanging fruit, I mean that it's that which you it's, can easily yeah. praise Jesus for. Right. It sort of brings more attention to what God can do. We should praise him for that. But if you only praise God for those type of things, if you only praise God for miracles, you won't be praising God much. Right. Yes, that's true. So what I think you need to do is you need to see it the way the the Bible puts it, where the miraculous and the natural, the supernatural and the natural are a continuum. Those mm-hmm. are that's a continuum that God is doing things by putting your your food in your bag at Publix. But that is a powerful testament of the work of God providing for you. Right. Because we see through this cashier, through the job that you had. Exactly. Who's paying you? Exactly. If God is your provider, does he turn it off when you get to work? Does God only provide when he rains down manna from heaven? Right. Is God only providing when you get a knock on the door at 1 a.m. and it's the money you needed for something? That's exactly how we. Those things are great. Right. And but they happen, but that's not the main way in which I God mean, that's the, shows that, himself. That's right. the sort of sexy Christianity that we're holding God to, right. and God has not promised you that that is what it will be like all the time. Mm-hmm. He's not even promised you that it will be like that most of the time. You will have an eternity of things being that way. Right. You will get your time right. where there's nothing but miracles. All You will be a miracle right, right, right. in a way that everybody recognizes it. But you don't want to miss the fact that you are a miracle now. Exactly. You believe in Jesus. Us. You live in a world that your eyes are open. You see him in creation. You see him at work in the garbage man cleaning the streets and also in the preaching on Sunday morning. Right. That it is all his. You feel what I'm yes, saying? Yes, yes. So we need to be pushed with that kind of theology on both sides. Now, obviously, on the other side, you need to know that if you were just going to listen to folks who are behind closed doors, these arrogant or not even behind closed doors. Right. I mean, I mean. With respect to some of the dudes that have fallen here recently uh, out of ministry, you know what I'm saying? Man, a lot of these guys, man, we knew. Right. The, the, The audience doesn't know. It's like what I said earlier. The audience might not know, but we are all watching you curse out your secretary. Oh, no, uh-huh. you did. We're all watching you 
getting drunk every other night. Uh-huh. We're all watching the way that you treat those in your congregation who don't give as much. Right. But you're an amazing preacher. Exactly. And we like to be preached to. And we like giftedness. We like and giftedness we, and we, and we, over godliness. And we equate giftedness with godliness. That's right. Not understanding that people can be gifted right. and have no godliness whatsoever. Right. Your and godliness that, is not in your giftedness. And, and I mean, we're not bothered by that. When I, I said this before, man, that... If we were to make a list of the greatest people in our lives, I just wonder if God would affirm anybody on the list. Oh, right. What a point. Because he knows everybody in your it's life. Really and he, I think he'd be like, nah, you should have put Deacon, or, or, or <laughs> you should have put, I'm thinking about church today. Right. You should have put Sister Bonnie on that list. Right. Yeah, I know she's not, she, she doesn't preach as good as the pastor. But she serves the poor every single week. Every single week. And I, yeah, I, sacrifices her own she's health and everything right. else to do it. That's right. You know, this. you, you got a, a, a husband who has been faithfully loving his wife and children for 20 years. That's more impressive than a dude that can speak after he prepared for a week a amazing message. Right. But we are drawn to that which stimulates this. Uh-huh. And we're not moved as we ought by what stimulates this. Yeah, we're not moved by character as much. Because what stimulates this is... It's character, and character is hard. And character is also mundane sometimes, yes. and it's boring. Right, right. And what the giftedness is is a performance. Right, right. And guess what? We all love performances. Oh, we love performances. So, so, so I love it, performances. Right. We love performances, and and we do not see that the kind of so, someone articulating some type of deep theological uh, understanding of passages of scripture or 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 or, um, or a motif period is a type of performance. Right, right. And we are impressed by performances. Sure, sure. And then we have all the these social structures that are set up around us that make us be even more like Twitter and Instagram. Everything helps us be even more and more impressed with performances. Everything that I tweet has to be fire. Everything that I post is a highlight. So, so, so we start basing our Christian life off of performances. And then what we start doing is we start basing our own life off of performances. And we say, if I am not performing like everybody else is performing, which is performing all the time, they're always on highlights. Then that must mean, then I that then I am I'm not, not real. I'm not real. And then, and then there then comes a discouragement. Yeah, and then guilty. comes then comes the guilt. Yeah. And then 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 comes the I'm gonna I, I feel like I'm gonna fall away. Right. And, and and it was crazy because in this book that I actually recommend everybody get called Assured, um, I actually wrote a a, a review about it on uh, on the Gospel Coalition. It's a really good book on the assurance of your faith. Uh, but he actually starts the book begins the book with a guy that he was counseling right. that that was comparing his blooper reels to everybody else's highlight reels in his Christian life yeah. and it caused him to fall away from the faith wow he got so discouraged and dejected by what he was seeing in his own right, life right, right, right. that that he was saying man I just don't measure up and right. it caused him to fall away. Right. And that is the performance Christianity. Yeah, yeah. Your Christianity is not a performance, bro. Not. There's no performance that you can do that is going to make God any more pleased with you or any less pleased with right, you. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? His That's son good. has already paid the price and the penalty of sin, your sins, yeah. that you are fully grafted and accepted yeah. if you've repented and turned and and. and Thrown yourself upon the cross of Christ. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to perform for Jesus. Yeah. And not only that, or anybody if else. you don't have to perform for Jesus, then you dang sure don't have to perform for anybody else. A fortiori. If you don't have to perform for the greatest uh, audience, right? The one who's who's booze, right? Or cheers, right? Determine everything, right? If you've already got his smile, exactly. 
What does it mean that another sinner is frowning at you? Rest. And that, what does it mean? And that frees that you frees up you. To, to, to say, look, I'm struggling here. That's right. Look, this is where I've sinned. Yeah, yeah. This is what I thought about God yeah. last night. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah. what I was thinking about the faith. Yeah. These are the doubts that I have. It frees you up to not have to be the impressive Christian yeah. because your Christian life is not based upon you being impressive. Yes. Because impression it, or being impressive is based upon performance. That's right. That's right. right. So if I don't have to perform, then I have the freedom to come with all of my doubts. All of all of my insecurities, all of my even all of some of my unbelief, mm. and be able to say, Lord Jesus, help me. Yes. Brothers, pray for me. Yes. This is where I am failing. This is where I am weak. Right, 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 right. And that's right. what that frees us up to do. That's good. I think um, yeah, I think that it would be probably helpful to talk a little bit about um some of the the ways that that theology is fleshed out. Okay. Right. So we see the theological errors, but can we, and to a certain degree, and I got a Bible right here. Mm-hmm. How about we open this bad boy up? <laughs> um, I think it would be good to just talk a little bit about what the Bible says about continuing in the faith. Right. What kind of faith lasts? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What is a uh, continuing faith? Uh, Colossians chapter 1, verse 22. And I just want to look at a couple things really, really quick. I mean, alluded to a sister verse to this in 1 Corinthians 15 that has the same concept. Because we got to think about what salvation is. Right. Okay? It's not based on my performance, yet there is an expectation right. for effort. And perseverance. Yeah, there you perseverance, go. So, I mean. so let, me, let, me, let, me, uh, let me read this. This is Colossians 1, verse 22. All right? He has now reconciled in his body. That first verse is so good before it. Let me just read 21 okay, as do well. It, do it, please. I got it's, just a, it's just good. Thank you, Jesus. And you, who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds. That hostile in mind always strikes me because I'm thinking about what it means to be hostile. Jumping at God. Right. That it's not just apathetic, but actively saying... Me and God are in a competition of who's going to be Lord of this life. Right. All right? Right. This is who you were. And it was expressed in the stuff that you did. Mm-hmm. You had real problems, sir or ma'am. Verse 22. He has now reconciled in his body of the flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. Alienated, hostile, doing bad stuff, mm-hmm. Jesus now, right now as we speak, not waiting for it to happen, there is a right nowness of your salvation. He has brought you to himself, reconciled you by his own death. He gave his life so that he may, doesn't stop there. Right. He wants to present you holy. And no one can blame. No one can say he or she did this. On judgment day, you are covered by the Son of God, right? Present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. Verse 23. If all of this now applies to you, if, verse 23, if indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard. So there it is. A condition. Right. That this is yours, that this belongs to you, okay? Provided 
you don't let go of it. Right. All right? Now, it's very difficult for us to hear the word condition and salvation because we are always talking talked about we're always talking about the unconditional the unconditional reality of right. what it means to be in a relationship with God that he loves us without condition that's what agape is we mm-hmm. sing about this but we do realize that all of us believe that salvation has conditions you don't get unless we slip into universalism you don't get faith without actually believing in it right if you don't trust it then it's not yours that's salvation is conditioned on faith right faith looks like something. What does faith look like? He says, it's a continuing faith. Let's right. look at that. Verse 23, if indeed you continue in the faith. What does a continuing faith do? All right. It fights with all its might to believe on what Jesus has said. Mm-hmm. And that is our project. There is an unhelpful uh, idea about salvation that basically goes something like this. You have no responsibility in this whole matter. Yes, yeah, ridiculous. That there's no relationship between you standing in heaven and what you do on earth right. once you've trusted in Jesus. Yeah. You all, this is the more popular one that solid folks say that I, I, I don't think is helpful. I don't think it's wrong. I just don't think it's helpful. They say you need to give up. Yeah, I think You that's... need to give up. You need to stop doing things in your own strength, especially if there's a sin struggle. Right. The reason you keep falling because falling in lust or whatever it is, is because you keep trying to do things in your own strength. Mm-hmm. And what that seems, even though there's some truth to that. Right. There is a way to rely on yourself. Okay? Right. And I'm going to say something about that in a second. But the fact of the matter is, we take that to mean that salvation is basically like this brainless act that does not include you. Right. That God isn't doing anything through you. He's doing it in spite of you. Mm-hmm. So that you wake up one day loving God. Mm-hmm. You wake up one day uh, righteous, right. growing in holiness. And there's no responsibility for you to cultivate or fan into flame. That's right. So so and this the, is what this is what Dallas Willett would say. Mm-hmm. That the gospel is not opposed to effort. It's definitely not. It's opposed to earning. Right. Your effort does not earn right relationship with God. Justification is a part of salvation. Yeah. That means that you stand in a a forensic way, I mean in a legal way. Mm-hmm. You Jesus has lived for you and died for you. You are justified. You are right before God. Right. That is a part of salvation. The other part of salvation is what justification along with sanctification does in your life. Right. And your walking with Jesus is absolutely dependent and relatable to your works. Yes. What you do, how you work out what Christ has worked in has everything to do with a faith that will continue. I deny with all my my might that we can lose our salvation. Mm-hmm. I would love to go talk about that over, you know, we've talked about that over the years. Right. I don't have any problem debating anyone on that. I think the Bible's crystal clear that that once Christ has saved you, He does not unsave you. Right. But what does salvation look like as it works itself out practically? Because the thing about just give up is that it's confusing. Right. Because I was asked to believe. Yeah. If I gave up, then when did I actually exercise faith in Jesus? And I'm also asked to endure. 
exegetically I'm also asked and over and over and over again to hold on exegetically right. when we look at passages that is talking about enduring they right. are conditional passages right i think that we have to we have to admit that right. and 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 we try to stay far far away from those right. passages right. um they the 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 true test of faith makes it makes that perseverance a condition of saving faith um and yes absolutely we cannot lose our salvation i'm right there with you i believe in 100% wholeheartedly yeah. that we that that is if god what who you begin a good work in this will finish it right, right, you know right. what i'm saying he will complete that work right. um but i but i i think that there is an a, there's a aspect that we see of conditional faith that says to you the believer if you do not endure to the end you will not be saved right, right. that is a real warning yeah, to yeah. you yes how does that work right practically yeah. i have no idea what i do know is that the scriptures make it very clear that you I mean Hudson, if you do not hold fast, you will not see Jesus. Yeah. Point blank period. Yeah. There is a there there is a responsibility that you have to persevere in the faith that only comes by you trusting in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I honestly I think let me just I, I think I see it working practically. Right. I think I see it working practically when I look at first. Can we talk about working how go ahead, go ahead. How, how does I think about how does my endurance Work with my final salvation. Oh, I definitely see that working. Okay, okay. You're saying something else. What are you? What right. are you saying? What I'm saying is that, for for instance, what I am saying is Hebrews take Hebrews three twelve through yeah, fourteen. Yeah. Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another every day, as long as it's called today, right. that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have come to share in Christ, if indeed. We hold our original confidence firm to the end. Right, right, right. Right? So you 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 have the author of Hebrews saying, first of all, take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you, brothers, right. an evil or unbelieving heart right. that causes you to what? Fall away from the living God. Brothers, y'all. Right. Yeah. I'm talking to y'all. Um, but exhort one another every day right. as long as it's called today. Making it very clear that the the antithesis to that, that the default uh um the, like the default practicality to not exhorting one another is that your heart becomes hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Right, 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 right. right. Um, and then he and then he says that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin, for we have come to share in Christ. If indeed we hold our original co- confidence firm to the end, we can also go to Hebrews six right. one through twelve and talk through that. Sure. What does that look like, and how how does that apply to me? Are you saying, author of Hebrews, that I can be somebody that has an evil, unbelieving heart that leads me to fall away from the living God? You you were talking to me, talking to the brothers, and what the author of Hebrews I think would say is yes, yeah, that is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then people will say, well, how does that work? I mean, don't you believe in that? We don't lose. You can't lose your salvation. I would say yes, I believe that. Just like I believe, just like I believe, how compatibilism works. How, but how does it all work together? I don't know the mind of oh, God. Oh, sure, okay. But that's there what you're is saying. a warning that is given to believers. True believers, brothers, that says you must endure to the end. Absolutely. You can shipwreck your faith. I agree. 100%. And I think that in the reform community, we have gotten away from conditional passages, warning passages, right. and saying, that doesn't really apply to me because I'm saved, I'm secure. God, you know, that, that you know, uh, yeah. I, we we could talk about eternal security and the difference between you know some, some what people say of that and perseverance yeah. of the saints. But I feel like what I have seen in the reform community is a downplaying of the warning passages to us as believers sure. to say your behind can shipwreck your faith if you do not persevere. That's right. So yeah. and this applies to you. And perseverance is not magical. It's not. You don't just wake up 
and, and have God it. downloaded <laughs> perseverance to your heart. That's not overnight. how it works, right? Perseverance is something that includes you. That's why I was going to read. Amen. Colossians one. Go ahead. Chapter. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Colossians chapter one, verse twenty-eight. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that right. we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil. Amen. I'm Amen. fighting. I'm fighting for he this. He uses the word struggling, which right. is athletic language. Right. I'm training for this. I am warring for this. Right. With all the energy that he powerfully works within me. Right. So here it is. I am struggling. I am fighting. I am warring. But I'm doing it with an energy that has been given to me. Yes. So Amen. Then, so here is the, here is, this is Paul saying, yo, you have had something downloaded into you called the Spirit of God. Right. A person who is God. Amen. Indwells you. Hallelujah. And you now, by the grace of God, are to work as hard as you can. Mm -hmm. Because in your working hard, it is God at work in, in you. you. Amen. So that he uses your effort. He uses your work. When folks say, don't do it in your own strength. I get confused. It's a type of fatalism. Yeah, I, I get really confused when folks say do it in your own strength because I'm bankrupt of strength. Right. When the Bible talks about me, it it Has, refers to me as weakness. Right, I have nothing. I don't have anything I don't have of strength substance to, to bring to the right. table. Right. If I turn away from if I turn away from something that the Lord would have me turn away from, mm -hmm. if I'm believing that this is what God wants and I'm able to do that, where do I think that grace comes from? Right. My flesh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I mean, the, the the even when we talk about the issue of porn, and I know we got to wrap this up. No, there's a few things that I want to mm -hmm. say as we as we end this. Well, we think about porn. I know trying to figure out how to eliminate that from uh, the Christian life has been one of the most daunting tasks of our entire ministry. Right. I mean. Now it's making a way into the sisters. I mean, I remember it was almost it was like exclusively a dude thing. Right. Now it's across the spectrum. In fact, they say they see that it is actually more um, prevalent in married women <laughs> than, wow. than single women. Yeah. So I mean, there's like this uh, this growing movement around this particular sin, and we're starting to talk about it less. Right. I think a lot of times because most of the leaders are dealing with it. So huh. to be talking about it is to be talking about, about yourself. yourself. But the fact of the matter is it's still just as much of a problem as it was when we were obsessed with it seven, eight years ago. Right, right. So Agreed. it's still here. Folks are still struggling. So here we are. What do we tell people? I have heard over and over and over again, you need to just do it in his strength and not yours. It's so ambiguous. So they start. It's like, start, what does that even look like? I don't know what that what means. What does that even look like? Does that wake up? Does not mean so I just we, wake up and say, hey, God, just do it today? I mean, right. what does it look like? You're literally laying on the floor waiting for the sky to open. Right. That's not how God gets things done in the lives of his, Man, of his people. That's like telling a person about work and saying, don't, don't work in your own strength. That's right. Well, so how do how do I have to get up and go to work? That's right. I have to make effort. And who gave me the strength to get up and work? Right. That's what I'm saying. And who provides Where for me? Where am I pulling the strength from? And who provides for me through the work? Don't use the devil's strength. Yeah. When you listen. So the, the point that I'm making right. is when we start to demonize stuff like filters, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Accountability software. Mm -hmm. When we start to to, to uh, demonize accountability. Right. You know what I'm saying? When we yeah. talk when we talk to each other, I mean exactly. accountability on a personal level. Yes, yes. When we start saying all those things, we tried them, they didn't work. They're listen, functional saviors. They're 
dysfunctional saviors. Yep. It, it can be. I get how we can rely on those things in a way where we don't need to trust Jesus. I understand that can be the issue. I just don't think it's the most relevant issue. Let me tell you why. Right. Let me tell you why. Most of us read Jesus' Jesus's words that if your right hand is causing you to sin, cut it off. Right. As metaphor. As... as um, allegory. Mm-hmm. Okay. Of course, Jesus isn't. He isn't. You know, advocating Telling for suicide. Right. He is advocating for a seriousness. Yeah, a radical. If you cut your hand off, sacrifice. bro, it would not change your heart. Right. You still have the same heart that lust. Right. But you would not have the means to commit that lust in the exact same way because it was the hand that you were using to sin with. Right. So there is this kind of. I do whatever it takes, right. whatever grace God has given me, whatever, whatever, anything that he's laid out for me, give it all to me that I might stop the thing right. that could throw me into hell. Yeah, I want to put an so, obstacle course in front of this. Yes. I don't, I, I don't, if it's, if it's running on a course straight to my life, I want to give it some barriers to jump over, some tunnels to run in, we sound some like people, mud, to, some ropes yeah, yeah, to climb. Yeah. Like, like, we're not like, exactly, <laughs> we got right. to do a lot to get to right. this door. It's, it's, we sound like we're people. People that don't appreciate how serious this is, mm. that Jesus' forgiveness will cover all the sins that you are going to commit. Right. It has covered all the sins yes. that you're going to commit. Amen. And I'm talking the, wor- you, the worst sins imaginable, Amen. the blood of Christ can cover, yet those sins put you at great risk. Right. They destroy you, and there is no guarantee. Here's the, here's the deceitfulness of sin. You don't know. It's like it's like being on a game show and there's all these doors with question marks on them. You don't know what door you're going to open. We'll have a 12-gauge shotgun. And we'll take your life. That's right. Yeah. You could have opened 15 doors that have been no issue. And, I mean, one of the things that I, I, I want to say as practical as we think about the fighting faith, because what we're saying that the Bible teaches that we must fight, we must, the, the, this is the good fight of faith. Right. It is a fight. It is a war. Look at your sin and make war. Don't be friends with it. Tell on it. Distance yourself from it, knowing that you still will fall and there will be grace for you every single time you fall. Mm -hmm. But that does not run in contradistinction to fighting and mortifying and getting rid of the things that are bringing you down. Because this is what I'm saying. When I think about porn, porn by every measurable you know, uh, every, every measurable opinion, any opinion that has been given off of research, Christian or not, porn is bad for us. Right. It is bad for us. Even outside us. of Christendom. Every, everyone sees it. it. Scientists, yeah. Everyone says Warps the brain. This thing is warps desires. rewriting your mind. Right. And what it can do, if we don't make an, if we sort of, if we say, I'm just going to accept this as being a part of my life, if we do that, we can't do it safely. Mm-hmm. It's not just about not looking at naked bodies, all right. right? Because we Christians don't do that. God in his commandments are trying to protect you from temporal and eternal consequences, man. Right, right. That there is like what what porn does to your mind, it begins to weaken your belief mm-hmm. in what God has said. Right. It begins to weaken your um your sort of uh, approach to how you uh, your approach to other people in the world. Right. I mean, it it it, it does these. Little subtle things that you feel like because we do it in secrecy and it's cornered off, we don't see it sort of 
uh, making mm-hmm. its way into the mainstream part it, of our life. Exactly. Thank right. you. Very, very well said. And almost every time, bro, almost every time locally, when I've had brothers or sisters say, I just, I'm, I'm packing up my Jesus, you know, days and selling them. Mm-hmm. It has almost always been connected to some sort of moral deviance. Mm. There's this moral thing in me that I, it's a pet sin that I have been babysitting for years. Right. And it got to the point that I did not want to fight it anymore. Uh. So I need to change my facts and oh, yeah. not my act. I need to move the goalposts. And then what happens is that permeates your faith, it shipwrecks it. And now, Folks like Joshua Harris and his other brother seem to be these advocates to say, hey, I made it out okay. Right. I punted it all. It's good on the other side. The water's fine. Yes. And the fact of the matter is that is a reality distortion. Right. Because the the, the reality is I've also watched many of these same people go on to destroy their lives in a temporal way. Right. Where their families fall apart. They lose their jobs. I'm not saying that leaving Jesus means your life, you you won't be able to. Yeah, some people might leave. Non-believers do way better than Christians do in economy. That's not the point. The point is that sin has consequences. When you say, I'm going to lay with this woman that's not my wife, there will be, the Proverbs make it very clear, there will be a ruining of your legacy. Yeah, you can't escape, you can't put fire into your bosom and not get burned. And not be burned. Can a man put heaving coals in his lap and not be burned? So, and, and, and this fighting for the faith is not just that you can be on Team Jesus, per se. We want you on Team Jesus. But Jesus, in, in ways, is, 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 is showing you the means by which you preserve your own life, your own happiness. Right. You know what I'm saying? That, that you, as a person, can thrive right. in a way that is not going to blow up in your face in the end, man. Mm-hmm. Divorce is ugly, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, um, uh, breaking people's hearts through misappropriating God's good gifts of power, money, uh, and sex. Right. Is ugly. Right. I see it. All, we see it all the time. Right. Sin has the best PR imaginable. Yes. Because though it is wrecking all of our lives, Man. we still go to war for it. Right. Right. Because it it does all this damage control that makes us believe that it somehow is our friend. Yeah. And that even though its reputation is consistent and historical, it somehow will not be that way for us. Right. That it will be good to us. Right. That it will, it will preserve us. It will give us what we always were looking for and it never does. Yeah. In this life. Over promises, under delivers. And the one to come. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying fight the good fight of faith Give yourself to it's the, the 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 greatest part and don't. Now I brought up porn because I know that that's a that's one that many of us sort of make peace with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And not realize how it is slowly eroding, uh, opening up the door for other things. And again, you just don't know. You cannot, as we've always say, as we've heard many many times. Right. Sin will always make you stay longer than you want to stay. Take you further than you want to go. It'll make you go further than you want to go. And it'll make you pay a price that you can't afford. Yeah. Because it is unruly. Right. We don't, you don't know when the next time can open up hell's gates. Right. You just don't know. Mm-hmm. So don't make peace with it. Fight it. Even. If it is hopeless, I, 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 this has been my life for the last 15 years. Maybe it'll be your life until you're for the next but 30 fight years. Fight it with everything you have to Jesus when you walk into his presence, takes it away forever. And here's my last point, and I'll let you have the final word. I mean, all of life, 
all of life is repentance. That's mm-hmm. what Martin Luther said, and Joshua Harris brought that up. Listen, man, one of the things that sin will try to, to convince you is that you have gone too far. Right. You know what I'm saying? You haven't been, you haven't sought Jesus for two weeks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, or two years. You know what I'm saying? You have shipwrecked other people. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like mm-hmm. you, it, it wants to convince you that sin is easy and repentance is hard. Mm. Let me just say Man. this very, very clearly. That is good. All right? You can take a thousand steps away from God. He is always one step to return back. Yes. Always. Yes. He's always one step back. And that one step is in repentance. That when we call it drifting, don't get distance mixed up in the analogy mm-hmm. that I've drifted so far from the shore that it's going to take me that back. long to get. No, 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 right. no, no. Right. Once you have drifted far from the shore, when you repent, the rescue team is there to airlift you back. So repent often. It is a gift that God has given us. It is a grace. The fact that you want to do it, that you need to do it, is the Lord at work in you, producing a fighting faith. So repent often and repent quickly. Or if you repent it slowly, I don't care. Just do it. I don't care what you have done. This is what God says to us. I don't care what you've become. You just come home. There is a place for you here. Give yourself to that through every level and kind of struggle, and you will have a faith that lasts. Amen. Amen. Man, that was good, man. And, um, yeah, I just, like like we said, man, just fight the good fight of faith, man. Um, And... As the Bible says, man, as it says in Philippians, you know, work out your salvation with fear and trembling for right. it is God who works in you. He is working in you both. Right. Both to will right. and to work for his good pleasure, right, man. Right, right, God is for you. Yeah. God will keep you. God will preserve you. Trust in him. Yeah. Believe in him. Work for and to his glory. That's good. Amen. Amen. This has been Southside Rabbi, man. Ah! We love y'all. You know. Uh, hey, oh, we, we, uh, uh, we got an exit uh, on it, baby. Let's be champions for him, baby. <laughs> Southside, Southside, Southside. 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 Southside.